Shalom, shalom, aleikim. Welcome, welcome. Barukim habayim. Blessed are those who come. I want to thank each and every one of you all for tuning in to another installment, another episode of the Kingdom Basora podcast. Um, I am your host, the manager, the, the one who is stewarding over this podcast. My name is Yoel Ben Israel, and I am elated. I am excited. I'm, I'm, I'm bubbling with joy over here, man, because today you all, we have, um, so we have some very special guests on the podcast today. Um, so as, as you all know, the audience listening in and those who are new, um, some, some new listeners coming to the podcast, um, we're in season two, season two of the Kingdom of Sword podcast. And so what I'm doing is a little different from season one. In season one, it was more me like going through monologues and um, talking about uh, different topics within scripture. But in this season, I feel like, you know, I, I really want to um, reach out to people and and, and I, I want to give you guys some some different voices to listen to, right? Some, some different perspectives because we, we are a body and, you know, I don't know everything. I am not, um, uh, you know, omniscient, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not all knowing. So we, we can we can always glean wisdom and edification and understanding from different people. Right, and so that's why I'm I'm so excited today, man, because we have some uh, some amazing Israelite brothers on here, and um, you know, I'm look, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, um, uh, bring them on. I, I I won't keep you guys in in suspense. Um, we have today, Miss Barkata Day family from the Bread and Wine podcast. Um, we have Ak Caleb from the Bread and Wine podcast. We have Aki Yahuka said from the Bread and Wine Podcast. And we also have Aki Yedemi Yahu from the Bread and Wine Podcast. And so um I'm gonna yield for for a hot second because I would love for them to just, you know, to kind of kind of I guess to introduce themselves and tell them a little bit, um, tell you guys, tell them to help them tell you guys a little bit about themselves before we before we get uh rolling with the conversation and um, with the kingdom conversation that we're gonna have on the pod today. I mean, so I'm gonna swing the microphone. We're gonna start with Aki, um, Caleb, man. So, um, man, like, um, what would you like to uh, to say to the people, man? Those listening in today, um, you know, if you want to want to just like you want to, uh, you know, talk about yourself, the podcast, um, what you want them, um, to to get from from the conversation, uh, yeah, man. So just um, whatever whatever you want to say to 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 the people, Aki. Yeah, shalom, shalom. My name is Caleb Van Yasharal like long walks on the park and, and i'm just joking but uh <laughs> <laughs> no but for real for real uh my name is caleb uh you know just happy to be here happy to spread the word of of, you, of the most high and you know i'm hoping that everybody can uh, just listen in and you know learn about uh the topic today amen amen hallelujah told our about for that aki um aki yahoo said would you like to um introduce yourself to the people man and say 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 hey to the people People, shalom, shalom, whatever dialect you're using, peace to you, peace be unto you, much peace to you. Um, through our master, yeah. Um, the same thing as what Caleb said. Uh, pray that you all have an open ear, just concerning the conversation that uh, we have. That um, you know, just take it with a grain of salt, and ask the Father for His understanding, and study to show yourself approved, and and go on from there. Um. Just always remember, uh, 
in terms of what we're talking about and how we're supposed to be displaying the scriptures, nothing is in pride or arrogance. Everything is in love and humility. So. I love that. I love that, man. I love that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love that. I key. And then we're going to swing the microphone to um, the beloved Ak Yirmi Yahoo. Um, we, would you like to say um, shalom to the people, Aki? Uh, shalom, shalom, everybody. Uh, just want to say it's it's great to be able to have these profitable conversations with another Aki that's desiring the truth, pursuing after the Father and His will. It's great for the kingdom, for the community. Uh, I just pray that all who listen, that y'all be able to pick up something from it uh, and that they, they plant a seed in your life and or maybe we may water a seed that somebody else may have already planted for y'all. So just giving all praise to the Father and hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Man, so Mishpachai, um, did you have it? You know, so we, we have uh, that we have the three Akeem. And you know, and we 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 also well, what I want to do, I also want to say uh, I want to say shalom alaykum to Ak uh, Ak Lex. So there are five um Akeem on the Bread and Wine podcast. So I, I definitely want to say shalom alaykum, peace be upon Ak Lex, and shalom alaykum to Aki Natsir Nasar Yahoo um as well. Um shalom alaykum, peace be upon both of you brothers, man. Um you all are doing. Uh, we were just talking, um you know before we we hit record and before that the mics were hot. Um, I, I was just telling a man, like, you know, this this podcast is such a beautiful thing. Um, you know, Psalm 1, Tehillah 133, verse 1 says, um, how beautiful it is to see brothers dwell together in, in unity. And we get a um, sneak peek of that when you tune into the to the Bread and Wine podcast. You know, we, we see five Israelite Akeem, you know, collaborating together and walking through scripture together and, 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 and talking about real life in the context and couching it within the within the Tanakh, within the brick kind of shot. And so it's 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 awesome, man, to 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 see what you guys are doing. So um definitely want to say shalom alaikum to, to our, our two beloved brothers Lex and Nasar Yahoo. Um much, much, much um peace and blessing to you guys as well. Um yeah man so I'm look I'm 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 excited. We 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 have some questions on the table. Um I'm I'm gonna go ahead and ask uh, what I like to call um, these icebreaker questions, right? So, um, just to just to float these out there um, to, to to get the audience to give them just a little bit more insight into um, uh, the, the Akeem that we have on today. Uh, so, the first icebreaker question that I have for for you all, Mishpakai, is um, how did you all come up with the name, the podcast name, the the, the bread bread and wine podcast? Like, you know, for me, um, way back when. Uh, I I used to podcast back in Detroit, Michigan, and uh, it was called the Rockford Pillow Podcast. And 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 there was a whole ideation thing that that, that we were going through. We were brainstorming different names. Some names sucked. Um, you know, so, some names got rejected, but 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 some names stuck more than others. And so I'm I'm interested to hear um, what's the the genesis or the origin story of, of the name the, the Bread and Wine Podcast. Uh, uh, it was we had a lesson, and then we all just pondering, going over some names, throwing 
here and there saying we were saying something about wine. We were saying something about bread. But it wasn't like just literally like in that term. It was a little bit more complicated. This was like uh, bread and wine. And then we all kind of got quiet. Just was like, I mean, that's, 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 that's not all right. That's not all right. But we were kind of that conversation came up. It's just like we, we all agreed that that was the best name. That, But then, you know, we got technical with yeah. And then having to put a podcast at the end for, yeah. you know, we had to get real you know, technical because uh, right. there's, there's like, I think, 10 podcasts. But what happened with all those podcasts is they would do one or two episodes and they wouldn't do anything else after that. So I think the last Bread and Wine was like hadn't had an episode uploaded in two years. To make it, you know, make sure we were distinct. We had to put the Bread and Wine podcast. So, yeah. Yo, oh man, hey man, that's that's really cool. And like you know, if you all if you all were to listen to to the episodes, man, to the podcast, you know, you gotta say the whole name. You gotta say the bread and wine podcast. You know how I mean? You got like look, you got you got to say the whole name, man. So I listen, man. Like I love that, bro. The bread and wine podcast, and also like that, it is very very biblical, very scriptural. Um, also as well, I think about um yashua when it comes to like like the the last meal that he had like he had the bread and he had the wine there as well with, with his tom Medine. um so very man very very cool like king very cool um the the second icebreaker question before we really dive in and into the conversation is out of all the podcast episodes that you all have recorded thus far if i'm, if I'm not mistaken please correct me if i'm wrong i think you guys have like 20 i think it's 24 24 episodes up. I think it's 26 um, now. 20, 26 episodes. Man, they going, they going really? strong. They going, they going strong, Mr. Bakai. 26 episodes up. Um, yeah, 26. Oh man, beautiful. Out of all the 26 episodes recorded thus far, which one would you all say is is your personal favorite? I'm gonna uh, start with um uh uh Caleb. Man, why you start with me? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we did an episode. Um, where I remember when we did that episode. After we got done, we all were just like, "Yeah, that was a good one." It was an early one too. I want to say it was like episode eight or episode. Uh, where we were talking specifically about. Let me check. I'm about to just tell you which one it is. <laughs> it's the one about love, Aki. No, it was one after that. It was one after that that we did. We were like, yo, this was a really good episode. Was it about righteousness? I think it was about righteousness. Where, like, literally, that, that was one of the episodes where we didn't have anything planned like that, where we had planned it to go one direction, but we just kept getting stuff and ended up going up a whole different direction. And it was a very early episode. And when, when I got down, I was like, yeah, that was, that was a good one. In fact, I got the episodes here. It was, and I don't have names. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, it was uh, it was what we got done. And I think it was about the one about righteousness, where we good one. Um, so that would be, and then to follow up immediately would be the one we just did. Uh, I'll say that'd be my. We we had planned to go one direction, and the father just moved it another, and we really had no plan for that one, but it 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 ended up sounding like we planned it, you know, so. It's a uh, it's episode six. Perfection is attainable. Yep, that's the one. 
Perfection is attainable, episode six. Oh man, very cool, very cool. I'm not to uh uh listen to that one for sure, man. Oh man, episode six, perfection is attainable. Very cool, very cool, man. Um, Aki Yahuka said, um, how about you, Aki? Out of all the episodes recorded thus far, which one would you say is your is just your personal favorite, Aki? Ah, uh, my personal favorite. Um, I enjoy. Um, I really enjoyed that one, and uh, the last talking about um, this means war. So those those two, um. Just only because um, those are two specific topics that we had talked about that there was a lot of um, gray area on social media and everything like that. So um, definitely wanted to give some clarity, you know, to, to those to those two topics specifically, um, because, that you know, that's a great deal that caused a lot of contention within our people. Um and it's a lot of things that, you know, we've been indoctrinated in that kind of excludes certain things from that as well. So, yeah, the last episode was episode 26, This Means War. And um, was that episode 11? Which one was episode 10, uh, The Wild Olive Branches. Oh, very cool, man. Episode 10, in my fact, when I was like, I um, got, I got episodes put up here on uh, like on like on the side, um, yeah, I'm not, yeah, man, I'm gonna uh, have to have to check out the latest latest episode. This means war as well too, and and the wild wild olive branches, very cool. Episode ten, very cool, very cool, Aki. Um, uh, Aki, you to me, Yahoo. What say thou, Aki? Um, <laughs> what's your what, what's your out of out of all the episodes? You got twenty six in the queue. What's your favorite thus far, Aki? Well, by far, is, uh, episode three, What's Love Got to Do With It. I think that was one of the first episodes to where, because we, we were still getting in the groove, and that was the first episode where I felt like it wasn't stiff anymore. You know what I'm saying? We kind of really just enjoyed it. And that was back when we was in our original location where we was meeting up at that kind of like started to feel like home for us a little bit because it was like a little nook. And we actually would, we would just all eat, we would break bread with each other, and then we may open a bottle of wine or two, and then we'll just start to get back, lay back, and get cool. So that just that being nostalgic, that was one of my favorite ones. And then uh, also the, the one of the, not even just the last one, but like the last three we've done have been pretty have been pretty good too. I think we we kind of like set in stone with our with our feel and our groove now. So it's just like we can. It don't ma really matter what we talk about now. It just kind of go way more smoothly than what it did initially. But again, that's why episode three is my favorite because I feel like that was one of the first ones we we knocked it out the park. But yeah. Wow. Hey man, that is a hey, that's 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 so cool. Casting, uh, there were like so many bloopers, man. Because you know, 
you, you, you have different personalities and we were, we were trying to like, like flow. It, it, it's, it's almost, it's almost like, like doing double just double dutch in a bit. Like, okay, he's talking. Okay. So when he's done talking, can, like, can, can I jump in? Do I got to jump? Do I got to wait? Okay. She got to answer. She want to say something. So yeah, you're right. Like you're trying to try to find that rhythm when, when it comes to podcasting. And then also too, um, I think that chemistry is important too, man. And, and, and you all had that on, on the podcast. When you listen to the bread and wine podcast, man, like, like that, I like to call like like that that Kodesh chemistry, that set apart synergy. Um, you all have that, man. We like like you guys just like complement each other and you guys can refine each other in that way on the podcast as well, man. So um yeah, man, like like you are you those listening to this podcast right now, I'm sure you sure you're tuning into the Kingdom Basora podcast, but when, please, man, when you all get done, uh don't walk but run. Run over to to, to the bread and wine podcast. Because um, man, uh, they they have they have some conversations, some episodes that are gonna bless you all the way up. It's gonna bless you all the way up, Miss Prakash. Uh, man, so so man, thank you all, thank you all for that. Um, I, I can let giving us some insight as to uh, what your favorite episode is in. I'm definitely gonna gonna tune in um this this, this week, man, and, and check them out for sure. Uh, yeah, man, y'all got some you got some phenomenal content on on their absolute on their on on the, on the podcast. Um, man, all right, so. Speaking of podcasting and, and, and talking about uh, edifying episodes, we're going to segue smoothly into the conversation, you all. So this conversation, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to be having this conversation because I've been thinking about this and kind of like, to be honest, you know, the king has been challenging me in regards to this topic. So we're going to be talking about Really, the overarching topic is the Great Commission, right? And so we're going to be talking about the, the Great Commission um, on this particular episode. So we're going to go ahead and, and, and kick it off, man. So the first episode, um, you know, of, of of the podcast, I was talking about my, my testimony, and it's it's going to come back for a circle as we continue talking about the Great Commission. Um, but I want to I want to go ahead and just, just float the first question out there um, to to you guys first, right? So the first question is, I I think I think you know, it'd be good for us to just I guess like to to, to lay a basic, um, to lay a good foundation, um, for the people listening and for those who are gonna tune in. And so, the first question is, what exactly is the Great Commission? How do we define it? What is it? How how, how do how do we demystify it? So. Um, who, who, whoever wants to chime in, whoever wants to go first, um, how how would you all answer that question? What exactly is this thing called the Great Commission? So the way I would, uh, if someone were to ask me this, right, um, let's say they're coming from a Christian background, they already have an idea of what it might be. You don't really hear the term Great Commission a lot in the Israelite community. Uh, and that's mostly because that phrase Great Commission technically does not appear in uh, the Brit Kadashah. But uh, the understanding of it is there. So I would go first to Matthew 28 here. And I'm going to go to uh, verse 18. Now, I'm reading from the Aramaic uh, New Testament here or the Aramaic Brit Kadashah. But if you have the Greek, if you have King James, if you have ESV, it's not going to read that different. So, and it says, and Yahushua drew near and spoke with them and said to them, 
all authority is given to me in Shamaim and on earth. And as my father has sent me, I send you. Go, therefore, make disciples or Talmudim of all nations and immerse them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Ruach HaKodesh and teach them to keep all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you all the days until the end of the world or until the end of eternity or until the end of the age. Amen. So the Great Commission, um, in essence, would be for us who are believers to go spread all the things that Yahusha taught to everybody. Now, I do want to add that I would say it would be to the Yahudim first and then to the nations, not because we're just so special and we're just so righteous in this, but because he did make the covenant with Abraham, right? So ultimately, we are the ones who naturally would be the inheritors of that. But the other nations still do get a chance, mostly because so many of us have rejected him, or in this day and age, we're just rejecting Torah outright. So there's a lot of inheritance to be had. We go to Ezekiel 47, we can see that the non-Israelite will inherit with whatever tribe they sojourn with, right? So I want to go ahead and deal with both of those first. Uh, Luke 14, and I'll take a break in a second just to give everybody else a chance. But Luke 14, uh, if we go to the parable that Yahushua gave, Luke 14, uh, chapter 16, says, Yahushua said to him, a certain man made a great supper, and he called on many. And he sent his servant at that time of the supper to tell those who were called, behold, everything is prepared for you. Come. And from the first, all began to make excuses for themselves. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I need to go out and see it. I beseech you, allow me to be excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I am to examine them. I beseech you, allow me to be excused. And another said, I have taken a wife, and because of this, I am not able to come. And the servant said and told his master these things. Then the master of the house was angry and said to his servant, go out quickly into the marketplaces and streets of the city and bring here the poor and the afflicted and the maimed and the blind. And the servant said, it is as you commanded, and yet there is room. And the master said to his servant, go out into the streets and among the hedges and urge them that they enter so that my house may be full. For I say to you that I am, I say to you that not one of these men who were called will taste of my supper. Abraham was called. Abraham and his disciples were called, right? But we could just read the Tanakh and see that a lot of them just flat out not getting it. I mean, and it, it's not me trying to, you know, we can just read that and see they were worshiping of the deities. They broke the covenant in his face. Yahu literally went to the gate and said, stop working, keep Shabbat. And they said, no, nah, we're good. Do you know how crazy you got to be to say, I'm going to keep working <laughs> instead of taking a break? So the fact that, that that was their mindset, and then even, again, during the days of Yahusha, a lot of, of our people rejected him. In fact, we're the ones that ultimately had him killed. So all of that taken into consideration, there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to get in simply because they rejected him and they rejected the Torah. So because those people have rejected it and there's room, Go to the other nations and give them an opportunity here. Now, I want to also add, even into not uh, people of other nations did have an opportunity to come in, but it was more they willfully chose to, whereas now seeking them out. Go get everybody because clearly y'all don't want to be part of this. Now, there's a lot of other scriptures I could use. I just 
mostly stick with those two. But I, if anybody else wants to add or say anything else. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing that when I was uh, I was looking this up is uh, in the Hebrew Gospels. So the Hebrew Gospels is an app that um, Ayem Yahoo had told me about. And apparently the um, they get their translation from the, I believe it's the Vatican EBR 100 or something like that. Basically, the Vatican has released the Hebrew Gospels, the Gospels written in Hebrew. For so long, people have been, you know, talking about, well, the Gospels are originally written in Greek, they're written in Aramaic, they're written in Hebrew. Well, apparently they have an original uh, Hebrew copy of it. And it has been translated. But this is what it says in terms of Matthew 28, uh, 18 through 20. And it says, And Yahushua came and said to them, Yodhe or Yahuwah, gave me power in the heaven and in earth. Therefore, go preach to all peoples and immerse them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Ruach HaKodesh. And teach them and keep all that I commanded you. And I will be with you even to the end of the age. So just land back on what Caleb has already said is that in terms of us going out and spreading the, the great commission as what have you is not only teaching people the name and immersing them in the name by water and by his word, um, it's more of a authority as well, because he is the authority over all Yahuwah is. And he has the power to give life and to take away life. Um, Messiah has stated, you know, if you love me, keep my commands. So people usually ask what commands did he talk about? And people would just say, well, he said that all you have to do is love Yahuwah, your Elohim, with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, because on these two hang the Torah and the prophets. That is true, that those two things, those two aspects of what, of what we have to do, there are details within those as well to teach us how we should love Yahuwah, and to teach us how we should love our neighbor. So to fully immerse, to fully be engulfed in his word is to submit ourselves to it, to walk in in the ways of it, to change our own mindset, to say, you know what, I'm no longer going to walk in the ways that I think is right, but what the father tells me what is right. And the father showed me how to do this through his son. So all I'm going to do is just follow after him. So that's all I got to say right now, just concerning that. Oh, well, oh my bad. No, man, you are good, man. I, I was, I, I, look, I, I, I want to say was um, that was really good, man, to 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 bring out that aspect of it when it comes to walking and walking and 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 this particular authority as well when it comes to the Great Commission. Um, excellent, excellent points, Akeem. Um, but yes, I'm gonna uh, yield the microphone. Uh, Aki, um, Yeremi Yahoo. All right. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and wrap up basically what they were saying. I like to deal with definitions. You know what I'm saying? So commission, the, the definition for commission is an instruction, command, or duty given to a person or group of people. So it's like your job. And it was given a job to go out and be fishermen of men. 
that's basically, you know what I'm saying, uh the whole function of that goal and build build the kingdom. Uh I know there are it's a, it's a lot of different just that this whole as simple as this is, a lot of people make it <laughs> very complicated with who this may be referring to or, you know what I'm saying, how you should be going about this. Because, for example, you know, some people will say nations doesn't mean all people. Some people say baptized doesn't mean water immersion. So it, it, it's it's kind of I'm, – I'm glad you asked – I'm glad this was the first question because you, you don't realize – or until you get to the truth, you don't realize how – uh, perverted. This this little commission ha- ha- is amongst you know what I'm saying uh, the Christian church, the camps, a lot a lot of people, and they, I mean even those that's just trying to do it right, they may be messing up on it. But uh, the job is I like I, I when I hear it being a job or whatever, it make me think about Ecclesiastes. Uh, twelve and thirteen, for uh the conclusion of the whole matter, fear Elohim and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. I'm teaching people to fear Yahuwah in the righteous manner. Um, fear is wisdom, so you you gonna do the you fear Yahuwah, you be given wisdom, you gonna have a desire to do what His instructions say, far as because it's beneficial to your life, and oh no, you're going to be turning from your sin because it's going to require repentance that bring, your, bring yourself back in the fold with the immersion. Uh, but the, the, uh, not only with just because people say you, you're not doing it. For example, say uh, you try, you're trying to explain to somebody this truth or whatever. You're trying to bring them into the kingdom. And they don't want to hear it, or you, or you, or you may, for example, you're not getting. It really don't seem like it's working for you. You out here trying to. It, it, I don't want people to think that uh, your specific job or gift in this is has to be has to be to, oh, I'm gonna bring this person in and I'm gonna take them under my wing and I'm gonna teach them what I know that I. You, yo, yo, yo. A lot of people' task could be to bring guiding people to the right way. Uh, I don't. I'm just saying this because I got some people that I love dearly that will take this and mean and saying like, if you're not out here on the streets, you know, what I'm saying every day, all day, putting in this work, that you're not technically doing it right, and that's just not the case because not everybody don't have the gift of gab to to be speaking to people directly face to face and bring them in, and that you know, remember how we talked about earlier with the the ways of communication today. It's plenty, it's a lot of different ways you can go out there and do this do this command, this instruction of uh, increasing the kingdom. So, yeah, that's just, that's my tidbit, and then I'll get it back to you. Yo, man, this is this is powerful already. Um, first of all, uh, Akeem, Torah Rabat to you all for chiming in, um, and uh, man, in, engaging this, this conversation, this topic regarding the Great Commission. Um, you all brought up so so many good points, man, and it's it's amazing because um, when we talk about the, the Great Commission and we look at Matthew twenty eight, and so um, you all you all read it 
um, ever so eloquently. I'm I'm just gonna go back to it real quick, and I read it. Uh, this this is a um a pocket KJV. Now mind you, the KJV is not my favorite translation by by a long shot, by a long shot at all. All the hither thither thou the 16th century stuff um feel like a Shakespeare play. But but anyway, um Matitya 28 um 18 it says and Yahshua came and spoke to them saying all power has been given to given me in heaven and on earth. You go therefore and teach all nations. So I want to pause where it says all nations because I'm I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up here to me, Yahoo, because you're right, man. Like I've I've been in this walk for like ten years since 2013, and I've come across so many different doctrinal interpretations, so many different um, uh, commentaries when it comes to scripture. And some people would would say, and specifically what I what is I'm I'm thinking about in my head the over the, the Israelite community, but but you know to, to make it even more niche than that, um like like one West Hebrew Israelism or or one West Hebrew Israelite doctrine is that they will say, oh you know when it comes to nations, teach all nations, you know that's basically meaning is that you know we fell away, which means that we lost our identity we lost our ethnicity so we don't know who we are and so when 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 they read nations some some Israelites not not all when they read nations they say oh well that's actually talking about the northern kingdom Israel and it's talking about you know the loss the quote-unquote loss we know we know that they're not lost the the ten tribes that have been scattered it's talking about maybe um Yahudim who have been uh Hellenized so 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 they're they're practicing a, a Greek way of life um, and so they, they by by proxy and by that line of reasoning, they they exclude Gentiles out, like completely out of of that definition of that word nations. And they say, oh, we know what well, nation just means. You know, it, it it's really referring to our people, but it's just just that you know it's referring to our people who who have fallen away from who they are from whose they are, which, which, which is Yah, you know, they, they forgot about the covenants, they forgot about the laws, they, they basically assimilated um, into this pagan Gentile lifestyle, and we have to go to them, and them only, in exclusivity, and, and so um, this wasn't part of the question, but I, I feel like it's, it's, it's staring me in the face, so I, I, I got to talk about it. Um, do you all do you all feel like that's what um we are we we're, we're called to do um uh, specifically as as israel um just to go to the lost sheep of the house of israel and count them as the nations or does it open up and say okay yes we go to the lost sheep we go to our people who identify as as all the bywords right african american afro caribbean um negro colored but we also go to gentiles that 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 white person that asian person that african person so um do you all think that the great commission does it include non-israelites as well or just those who some would say oh you know they've fallen away there we only go to the lost sheep because those are the nations that 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 that, that need this um good news or that need to have the great commission um come to them first i can tell you right now everybody on the podcast uh 
we while we definitely agree that we're the people and that is important, uh, we're not with the whole Israel only doctrine. Um, and there's lots of reasons for that. Before we even get to um, the Brit Hadashah, so like Yeremiah, he said he, he's big with definitions. I'm big on history, right? So before Yahushua was even here, there were already large groups of Gentiles who were following Torah, right? And were awaiting the Mashiach. If you ever do research on a group of people called the God-fearers, right? That's what they were, that's what literally what they were. They were Gentiles who said, okay, I know I'm Greek. I know I'm Phoenician. I know I'm whatever I am but I'm going to go ahead and just stop doing that and follow what the world will call today Second Temple Judaism, right? Um, there was already that group. Even when you go back into Tanakh, there were already non-Israelites following and keeping Torah. Caleb is a perfect example, right? Not me, but <laughs> Caleb in, uh, in the book of Numbers, right? Everybody talks about, yeah, he was a, he was a Judah. Yeah, but go follow his, his lineage, his father was a Kenite. Kenites are not a tribe of Israel. And when you go into judge into Joshua, it makes it very clear that it says Caleb followed the Elohim of Israel with his whole heart. It wouldn't have had to make that specification Elohim of Israel if he was already an Israelite. It would just say he was he followed Yahuwah Elohim, but it said Elohim of Israel. He clearly was not an Israelite, right? But he followed wholeheartedly and he got into the land, right? While the people who were promised the, the land had to wait, that generation had to die and the next generation had to go in, right? So, no, I don't, there's there's nowhere that you can really find that either Old Testament or New Testament. Now, um, I will say that, like I said earlier, it is to the Yahudim first, and you can go into uh Romans to see that, but Romans also says that the discipline and the punishment of the Most High is also to the Yahudim first. So it goes both ways. So no, I wouldn't say that it's exclusively Israel. Now there are places in the the uh, where it is saying things, and it is sometimes talking about a person from the northern tribes who was quote unquote lost, and that is the Gentile. There are places where that is the case, but that's not universal. That's not the whole thing. Majority of time, nations means somebody from another nation. So uh, I'll go ahead and give the floor up. Oh, uh, well, yeah, of course, we're in agreement. I wanted to, uh, it's a verse in, what is that, Mark? In Mark 16, what is it? It say all creatures, right? What is that? Uh, 16 and 15. Let me get it real quick. Mark 16 and 15 says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the Besorah good news to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. So let's let you know. And then, not only that, but let's put it in like a, a, a realistic aspect. We all what quote unquote African American people, which we all, uh, I, I know we all believe and come to know that we are the true Israelites that the Bible speaks of. So if I, if I'm, if that's what I am, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna be. I probably gonna have some people that's just like that around me, whether they're in the truth or not. So when I go and talk to these people, whether they be work, just randomly at a 
you know what I'm saying, a, a stranger, whatever the case may be, somebody else might be listening in on your conversation. And then soon, boom, now you got their attention and they asking you questions. Now it's up to you right there and there to make a decision. If you're going to expound on things with this person or you're going to be like, no, nah, I'm not really talking to you and I'm going to go about my business. That and that, just that little thing right there in a realistic aspect of all this, because that may be happening to somebody out there on the truth that's trying to spread the word on a daily on a daily basis. Somebody, because I know for me, that's definitely what happened to me. I, I was trying to be quiet about it because, you know, certain jobs you can't really, can't really go in too much about religion or politics or anything of that nature. So I'm quiet about it, just explaining to a friend that asked me about my ZZs that I had on. And by the time I looked up, everybody in the whole room was listening and looking in on our conversation. So then they started asking questions and it just went on from there. So it's like, and, and the same thing happened in the book of Acts. That's what I was looking for. What was that in Acts? When, uh, oh yeah, it's Acts 22. It says, uh, let me go to it real quick. Let's see. It said, let me start at verse 19. And I said, Master, they know that I am prison and it, that I am prison and beat in every synagogue, them that believed on you. And when the blood of the martyr Stephen or Stephen was shed, I also was standing by and consented to his death and kept the raiment of them that slew him. He said to me, Depart, for I will send for I will send you far unto the Gentiles. That's what Paul was telling his audience. That's what Yahusha or the Messiah had told him. For I will send you far to the Gentiles. Now read the next verse in verse 22. And they gave him audience unto this word and then lifted up their voices and said, away with such a fellow from the earth for it's not fit that he should live. So everybody was listening to him because he started speaking in Hebrew. So all the people that were Hebrews and understood the language started listening. As soon as he said something about being sent to people that were not them, they got mad and didn't want to hear what he had to say anymore and started spreading. That's the same thing we deal with today with those that are saying this that this isn't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So we this ain't this ain't nothing new. You know what I mean? It's gonna always be something that we deal with until everything gets situated for us. So yeah, that's just what I wanted to say. Wow, man. Oh man. Alec only stated um <laughs> Yeah. I want to I want to add something else real quick too. Please do it. Because when people say, yeah, we can only go to our people, but let's be real here. There's been so much mixing and things that's happened. You don't, you cannot tell who's an Israelite just by looking at them, right? Like you, you can't. When I was in, in high school, for example, there was a kid that was the whitest white kid you ever saw in your life. And I'm talking about complexion. This boy was, was white, okay? White hair. He got a little embarrassed. He turned bright red, but he was mixed. His dad was your complexion, but you would have never known it looking at him, right? And that's in this nation. Now, again, we got spread all over the world. There were some places where we got mixed up so bad, not even by choice. It wasn't intermarriage. The, the master or the dominant culture forced themselves on us, and we got mixed in with them. So they're, like the perfect example, there's a... Uh, Dante Fortson was talking about this, a group called the Lascars in India. Now, they're dark-skinned, but when you look at them, they look like Indians, right? They don't have Afro features. So you can't just tell who's an Israelite just by looking at them. That might be a good way to tell here in America, but once you start going to those other places, it doesn't work like that anymore. 
bare plate people that say they're Israelites in the Philippines and they look a lot like us. And there are other places where they say they're Israelites and they have the same culture, the same background, and they look very different from us. Right. It's not that simple. So I, I want to add that part, too. I'm glad um, I'm glad you brought that up. So. My whole thing where he says, you know, go to all nations. So there is when you speak to some of our brothers and sisters and you ask them, you know, how do you how do they identify an Israelite? And they say, well, by their father, based upon what uh, it says in numbers. Um, but like as Caleb has stated, because of history and our disobedience, we've been mixed and mingled with everybody. So you can't say, well, no, you're not this because your father isn't this. Well, yeah, in all in all honesty, um, in terms of somebody else, their great great grandfather could have been something else. And then all of a sudden now their father was this. So they'll say, well, they got back into line. Yeah, that's that's a that's a reach. So one way, one thing that Yahusha said was, my sheep hear my voice. So another's voice they don't hear, right? So there's, a, there's actually an example uh, of this to where if you go on YouTube, you can see um, it's a it's a it's the sheep reacting to their their shepherd. You'll see somebody calls um, for the sheep. Sheep don't answer. Don't even pick up their heads. Another person does it. Same exact thing. When they hear the shepherd, the shepherd that they know, all their heads poke up one by one, and then all of a sudden they start running towards the shepherd. And that's how when we're uh, declaring the good news, the Besora of, of Yahusha, is that those who hear it, because ultimately it's the father. He says, he says the father is the one that draws us closer to the Messiah. So some people will say, well, uh, their spirit resonates with my spirit, okay? So, well, is their spirit resonating with the words that are being stated that you're bringing out? If you have someone that looks just like you and they're not listening, hearing, obeying what the word of Yahuwah says, you're preaching this. And you have somebody else that looks nothing like you, but they're hearing it, they're listening to it, they're bringing it into, into their heart and they're desiring to walk after it. That one right there is your brother. The other one is not. You may think it's your brother based upon skin complexion, but in terms of how y'all both of y'all supposed to be, you're supposed to be a cod unified one. The one that is listening, that is desiring to do the will of the father, this one is the one that you should be talking to. And this person could look nothing like you. So that's that's a, that's showing that's showing love that's showing compassion executing right ruling all all of those belief wow wow man um man told me oh very very good um this is yeah this is a juicy conversation you all and um uh that was only question one uh so uh, you know as you all can see there is a lot to unpack here um, when it comes to the Great Commission. And um, these, Akeem brought out some beautiful points. And yeah, man, like I, I had to, you know, lean into that because when it comes to the nation, go, go to all nations. Um, because yeah, like there's, 
as as Yahu said, like, you know, it's it's at face value, this is really it's really simple, but for some reason or another, and I, I think you know it's a it's a mix of variables, pride, ego, religion, when it comes to this great commission of going to all nations you know we we, we, we I, I guess we can kind of like 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 throw our throw our hands up and say man like forget the gentiles like it's it's just all about us but I'm, I'm 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 glad to hear you guys expound upon it when it comes to nations it's like no nations mean as you brought up um uh get me yahoo it's and, and, and mark or maccabee 16 15 it says and he said to them you go into all the world and preach the basura, right? Or, or the basura toba to every creature. Now, I'm going to go to question two, but um, this thing, like, it's, 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 it's nagging at me because even I can even see people playing with, with the phrase go into all the world because I've heard people say, you know, oh, well, it's talking about the, the world of Jewry or the world of Yahudim, um, you know, like 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 for example, when we go to um, Yochanan three sixteen, right? For for Yahshua of the world that he gave his son, and so someone take that as say, well, no, if you go to my effect, man, I didn't, I didn't think I would be going here, uh, but I let me see. You uh, I'm glad uh, you're bringing it up. You talking about Isaiah? <laughs> You talking about Isaiah forty-five and seventeen, yeah, key. Man, yes, yes, that, yes. You know what? Um, if you got it, man, um, you can uh, uh read that. Um, uh, me Yahoo. But Israel shall be saved, and Yahuwah with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed nor confounded world without end. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Give, give me that verse one more time for me, please. Yes, Isaiah. Oh yes, Yahoo forty-five seventeen. Yahoo forty-five seventeen. Yes, and, and so people will couple that with Yochanan eighteen twenty, which says Yahshua answered them, "I spoke openly to the world." So here's the punchline: I always taught in the synagogue and in the temple, where the Yahudim always resort. And in secret, I've said nothing. So he said nothing in secret. So there are people out there who say, okay, well, yes, you all say, okay, well, and, and, and Mark and Maccabee 16, 15 says, go, you go into all the world. But he ain't talking about the whole world. He's talking about the world of, of the Yahudim because they will bring up these, these, you know, these precepts, these proof texts and say, well, see, did Yahshua really, okay, did, did, did Yahshua really talk to, to the whole world? They will say no. He, he he only talked to those who were in the synagogue. So that's in so that's a Yahudi assembly, and he went to the temple. So that too is you're gonna find a whole bunch of Yahudim there as well. Um, and so how do we like like reconcile that with with with, with saying oh well? Aren't we, aren't we supposed to go to everybody or is the world is talking about, okay, we're just talking about the world of Jewry, the world of the world of Yahudim. So how do we, how do we reconcile that understanding when it comes to what, what Yahshua is really trying to get us to do, which is to go to everybody, not just the world and, 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 and kind of, kind of 
think of it as like, oh, just the world of the Yahoo theme. So technically, if you just want to get technical, um, the verses that they're trying to use, 45, 17, and then John 3, 16, they're seeing the English word world in the King James um, and assuming that because both of those words are world in English, that it must be talking about the same thing. But the Hebrew uh, in Isaiah 45, 17, and if you use the Greek text, the Greek and John 3, 16 are not talking about the same thing, right? So in 17, uh, I'm only going to read part of the Hebrew here. So it says, uh, ad olami ad, okay? So the word ol olami, if you listen closely, it's the word olam. Olam does not always mean, it can mean world, but the majority of the time it's talking about a time period. That's the reason why a lot of times in a lot of other translations, it'll say age without end or never ending age, everlasting age, something along those lines. It has to do with time, right? Uh, John 3.16, the word there, and Yehuka uh, said, correct me if I'm wrong, is cosmos. That literally is talking about uh, the world or like the earth, right? Or the universe, right? It's not talking about time. It's not talking about the same thing. Now, if you want further proof of that, John, John 1 and 1, where he talks, um, well, I'm using the Hebrew version of that for John uh, 1, chapter 1, uh, where it says, uh, hold on, let me pull it out. Uh, give me one second here. There we go. So um, one and nine, he was the true light, which enlightens every man coming into the world, right? If you go into the Hebrew version of that, that one also is Olam, but John 3, 16 is not. So it, if, if just technically, right, it's not possible that those things are talking about the same thing. Just linguistically, it's they're talking about something different, right? But if you want to get not get that technical and go just literally... The Messiah was sent to the lost tribes of Israel, but then he told his disciples to go into all the world. So just because that's who he was sent to, when all power and authority is given to him, he tells them to go to everybody, right? He wasn't sent to everybody. I agree, right? When during his message, but again, to the Yahudim first, and then to the Gentile, he came to his own first. They did not receive him. So he sent his out to everybody else. It, it really lines up when you, when you look at it. But, you know, again, a lot of our people are dealing with a lot of pain uh, because rea in reality, we can't sit here and lie. The, the Gentiles in this nation in particular have done a lot of things to us that will piss you off when you look it up. Um, so there's a lot of pain. And for some of us, and I, I'm not even not even Israelites, I've heard just other black people say this in general. I cannot listen to you. Or I can't accept the fact that you could be saved or listen to you about salvation when you did this to me, right? So there, there's a lot of that pain, um, and and that part of part of it, part of it is pride and things like that. But a lot of it is just the pain. We don't we don't, we can't deal with the fact that the people that did us so dirty have a chance at salvation, and we throw them all in one bucket, even though there were individuals that probably didn't do those things. I know a lot of times, if well. 
anybody that believes in the bleak kind of shy, especially those in the truth, will all agree that uh, Shaul or Paul was in agreement with Yahusha or, Mesh- or the, Mesh- the Messiah. So as it's kind of like it's some blatant scriptures in the New Testament that will let you know that sometimes make a significant difference between those of the children of Israel and somebody else. Cause like you said earlier, Joel, you spoke about how the word Gentile sometimes mean in Hellenized Jew or whatever the case may be. But there's plenty of verses. I'm going to just bring out two. Uh, Acts 9, 15 said, but the master said unto him, go your, go that way. For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Well, the Gentiles and the children of Israel can't be the same people in this verse because it clearly made a distinction. So who would those Gentiles be? It'll clearly mean the like actual Gentiles, not Hellenized Jews. And then when you go to Acts 13, when Shaul was doing his sermon, in, in verse 16, he tells you who he talked to. He said, then Shaul stood up and beckoned with his hand and said, men of Israel, and you that fear Elohim, give audience. Or in verse 26, he said, Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whoever among you fears fears Elohim, to you is this word of this salvation sent. So we it's, it's, it's times where they be basically blatantly telling you, like, this is made available to everybody. It's a free gift, but those that believe will be the ones that's going to get it. Everybody don't really believe. And that's where, kind of like what Caleb was saying, where it's like, all right, just because he don't look like me, it's it's impossible for him to believe. So he not gonna, he can't, he can't come into the fold. He not gonna be a part of the tree. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But I digress. <laughs> Man, that is no, that is that is that's that's really really good, Akeem. That, that that's really really good. I you know I I'd, I'd had to like like address that because like you know th- th- it you know it really is i think an impediment to us truly fulfilling the the, the great commission when, when it comes to yashua's um words which are plain you know plain words and 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 it really does behoove us man to dive deeper as opposed to just looking at the english um man yeah so that that was that was f- phenomenal phenomenal um we gonna go to question two uh <laughs> we go we go roll the question too um uh, so question number two as israelites what is the good news that we should be preaching to the world and so the floor is open so as israelites as a chosen people what is what is the good news that we should be preaching to the world i'll uh i'll start this one off um one verse uh, I like to go to is in is actually actually it's not a verse it's a whole entire chapter. Uh, First Peter or Kafa uh, Aleph one and chapter two, and it basically tells us what the good news is. Um, specifically at verse uh, twenty four and twenty five, it says, "All flesh is as grass, and all esteem of man is as flower of the grass." The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of Elohim remains forever. And this is the word announced to you as the good news. But there are some things that Peter says 
even within this uh this letter that he's writing. Um and it starts off by saying verse three, it says, Blessed be the Elohim and Father of our Master, Yahushua the Messiah, who according to his great compassion has caused us to be born again into a living expectation through the resurrection of Yahushua the Messiah from the dead. That's one aspect of it, of the good news. So being resurrected from the dead because of his compassion concerning what? To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, unfading, having been kept in the heavens for you, who are protected by the power of Elohim through belief for a deliverance ready to be revealed in the last time, in the last time in which you exult, even though for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by manifold trials. So this good news is saying, hey, there is a resurrection of the dead that the Father has shown us through Yahushua the Messiah. And we are able to obtain the resurrection of the dead and to go into this inheritance that the Father has laid up for us. Um, there's also a part in Isaiah, I think Isaiah 40, where it talks about comfort, comfort. Um, this is the comfort that's bringing brought to Zion, to Yashar, to Israel. And um, so that's that's one aspect of it. Like, hey, there's a change that is going to take place. Now, I'm going to tell you how this change is going to take place. So uh, I'm going to keep reading. So it says in order, verse seven, in order that you prove your belief much precious than gold that perishes and proven by fire, you might be found to result in praise and respect and esteem at the revelation of Yahushua the Messiah, whom you have not seen, but you love, and whom you exalt with unspeakable and esteemed joy, yet you have not seen it, but you believe it, obtaining the goal of your belief, a deliverance of lives. So once again, this deliverance into life is something that is the second time that is being preached in terms of this good news. Um so, and it says concerning this deliverance, right? The prophets have sought out and searched out. They prophesy concerning the favor to you. So the prophets and everyone before this have all sought out this thing, have talked about it, and it keeps on going. It says they were searching to know what or what sort of time the Ruach or the spirit was in them was pointing out concerning the Messiah when it was bearing witness beforehand, the suffering of Messiah and the esteem that would follow. So it always talked about the prophets and the Psalms and Tanakh always talked about Mashiach and how he was going to suffer. There were certain things that was going to happen, but it was going to be good for this to happen because through this Elohim was going to restore his people and whom it was revealed that they were serving, not themselves, but you. And these matters which now have been announced to you through those who brought the good news to you by the set-apart spirit sent from heaven into which the messengers long to look into. Therefore, here it is right here. How do we obtain this good news? Therefore, having girded up your loins, your mind, be sober, set your expectation perfectly upon the favor that is to be brought to you at the, at the revelation of Yahushua the Messiah. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts of your ignorance. Instead, as one who called you to be set apart, you should also become set apart in all behavior. Why? Because it has been written, 
be set apart for I am set apart. So now he's telling us we need to be obedient children. We need to change or conform ourselves from the former ways of our living. So we are repenting. We are turning away, changing our minds, changing our behaviors, how we thought, how we ate, how we talked, how we walked. And we're walking in the ways of the father, just as the Messiah did as well, to know that if Mashiach did it and the father telling me to walk after the Mashiach and he was the embodiment of righteousness, then this is what I have to do in order when I die, the father's going to raise me from the dead and I'll be able to inherit the same thing in terms of uh, this esteem and this joy that Mashiach had when the father raised him also from the dead as well. Um, so that is one aspect. Now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a land here. So first Peter two, uh, says this specifically verse nine you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a set-apart nation a people for a possession that you should proclaim the praises of him who has caused you out of darkness into his marvelous light this is the good news and you and once were not a people but now the people of elohim who had not obtained compassion but now obtained compassion just as in Isaiah 40 says, comfort, comfort, Yahuwah says to his people. Beloved ones, I appeal to you as sojourners and pilgrims who abstain from fleshly lusts or battle against the being, having your behavior among the nations good so that when they speak against you as evildoers, let them, by observing your good works, esteem Yahuwah in a day of visitation. And I'll stop right there. Oh, oh, very, very good, very good. I, um, uh, Caleb, go ahead, Aki. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think he pretty much just uh, knocked that out of the park. <laughs> I don't really have too much more to add. Um, the big thing I would say is uh, just to land back off of that and to add a little bit more to, um, in regards to the resurrection, in regards to you know the people who were not a people and now are the people of Elohim, um. At the Tower of Babel, there was a, a, a giving up of the nations. Now, most people, when they read it, they think it's purely about language. But what it, while it is giving the explanation for why we have so many languages, it also is giving the explanation for why beforehand everybody knew Yahuwah. And then by the time you get to Abraham, everybody's worshiping idols. And where, where do all these mystery gods come from and all this other stuff? And one of the things that happened at the Tower of Babylon, if you read uh, some of the Targums, you can see this. And um, if you read some some works, if you read Deuteronomy chapter 32, 8 and 9 uh, in the Septuagint, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, it reads differently than it does in the Masoretic text. Um, what you'll see is that the Most High essentially said, I'm done with y'all. Right. And he created a nation. But he for everybody, who's like, yeah, I'm through with you all because y'all keep messing this stuff up. So one of the beautiful things about the Besorah is that not only do we have a chance to get our relationship back right with, with the father, because we messed up as a nation of Israel. We were supposed to be created to do something and we messed it up. Our forefathers messed it up. He's giving us an opportunity to come back in. He's also giving individuals from the nations a chance to come in as well because he disinherited them at Babel. So it's, it's really this beautiful picture of not only am I redeeming you, right? I'm redeeming the nations from what happened there. I'm redeeming Israel for what they've done. 
but I'm going to gather you all back together. You're going to be my people and we're going to live forever, forever. So I just want to add that part. Told, told, told me. Oh, very good. Very good, Akeem. Um, let, let, let me see. Um, before I uh, uh, add to the conversation, I don't want to miss anybody. Did, did you want to say anything, Akira Miyahu? No, they, they wrapped that whole thing up in the bun. <laughs> okay, cool. Very cool. Um, so, okay, so I want to I wanna add this to, to the conversation um, as well. Uh, um, before we flow on to the last question, question number three. Um, and so uh, I want to add this. And so um, when we look at Matitya 4, uh, 17, it says, from that time, Yahshua began to preach and to say, uh, now this is the, this, this the plain KJV English. Um, again, it's, 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 not, it's not my favorite at all. Um, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right. And so um, and, and then so it, it says in, in Matitya 4.23, and Yahshua went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the, the good news about the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Right. And so um, I, I want to share this with our audience as well. And, you know, I, I always encourage the audience, those listening in, for you all to be noble green, Yahudim, for you all to, um, you know, to um, to do what they did in Acts 17, 11. They didn't just, you know, take Shaul's word at, at prima facie or at face value. They, they actually opened up the scrolls for themselves and and, and, and they and they researched, right? They, they, they actually read to see if Shaul's word lined up with lined up with what Yah's word ultimately. Right. And so um with that being said, I'm a I'm a word nerd. And so um I love Hebrew. I, I love the Aramaic. I, I love the Koine Greek as well. And so um, I I looked I looked up Matitya four seventeen within the Hebrew, and I'm gonna read the whole thing, but I really want to hone in on five Hebrew words. Um, so it says within the Hebrew that this is Matitya four seventeen in Hebrew. It says Min Haat Hahi Hakol Yeshua. Now I'm here that they they have Yeshua, but um, no, whichever transliteration you prefer. Um, Lekara Karua Way Amor. And so here, here's where I, I really want to slow down um, when it comes to, to this part of Yahshua's proclamation when he's preaching. He says, Shubu ki hagia makut hashamayim. So those five words I really want to hone in on. And so um, essentially, when we look at the word shubu, um, the root word there being shub, so it means, means to repent. So as our beloved Akim said, it means to repent, to turn, right? And so also what I want to add and um, add to the conversational part too is when it comes to this, this word repent or, or to shoot, um, you know, yes, it, it means to turn. And it also means to, 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 to think differently, to change our mind, change our mindset, to um, change the way that we think. Right. And then so um, because, you know, how many how many of us know if if I don't think differently about the law? So if I'm a Christian. And I hear somebody come up to me and say, hey, man, you need to repent. But I I still think in my head, according to the Christian dogma that, that, I, that I've downloaded, that, okay, um, repent. That means I need to stop doing, quote, unquote, bad stuff. And so that's a very fluffy, frothy, ambiguous, elusive, like, definition, like, right? So they can think, well, the the law in my christian mindset the law is still done away with it's abolished is 
is as obsolete as a floppy disk. I don't I don't need to worry about that, that old law. When in reality, what Yahshua is preaching to us is is no actually like like I'm I'm coming for your your heart first. I'm coming for your mind first. Because once you make this change, you change your mind, you change your thinking, then that's when your body and that's when your lifestyle is, is gonna follow suit. Right. And so he says, first thing he's coming for is come coming for the mind and first and foremost. Then he says, Makuta Shamayim. Now what's very interesting is when we look up this word Hagia, hey gimel yod ain hey, you look it up, this word this word means it means um arrived past tense. And it comes from the Hebrew word noon uh, gimel ayin, which is not God, as H5060. And that means to arrive. And so if we if we were, were to put it all together, Yahshua, he's literally saying here, um, repent, you know, turn from your sin, change your thinking, change the way you um, change, change your mind, because the kingdom, kingdom of heaven has arrived. And right, and, and so this is this is we see this, this this existential reality being lived out throughout throughout Yahshua's whole ministry. And it's 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 very interesting because the 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 interaction and 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 this is the, I mean this 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 gonna smooth this gonna segue us into the last question, Yahshua's interaction between himself and the twelve Talmudim. They're very interesting because they're not always on the same page, right? Oh, we forgot to buy bread. So Yahshua was talking about you know beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and and, and the Herodians as well, um and and and. The Talmudim were like, oh, well, duh, we forgot, you know, to 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 bring some bring some bread, man. Like that, that's why he's telling us this. When Yahshua was like, no, actually, I'm, I'm talking about the, the the doctrine of the doctrine regarding the Pharisees and the Sadducees, right? And so, um, same thing when 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 you have five thousand people, and Yahshua is like, you all feed them. They're like, well, okay, so we have money so they're doing the math and, and they're doing the numbers they're calculating five thousand people you know well we only got five loaves of bread and two fish so how how is it going to stretch and so this is where yashua comes in to really get them to see that um you know this basura tobah that, that i'm preaching about the kingdom it's it's really first and foremost it, it it's really encouraging you all to change your mindset because the, the the way that religion has influenced your thinking and right in the way that really Satan's kingdom has influenced your thinking, it's it's clouding it's clouding you all's um eyesight when it comes to trying to see what I'm really trying to tell you regarding the the, the good news. And and so um I want to I want, I want I want to throw that into the conversation as well. Um I mean we look at um Mark uh or Maccabee 1 14 15 Yahshua he says the same thing um and we, we look at we look in luke a1 he says he's talking about uh the kingdom as well and and, and um i want to go here real quick and then, then we'll go to question number three um and and, and luke uh luke 4 43 because they want to keep yashua and yashua he says something very interesting he says in luke 4 43 and he said to them i must preach the kingdom the kingdom of elohim to other cities also that's why i was sent and he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. And so we see Yahshua trying to share th this message and message, and, and he did a he did a perfect job and regarding, hey, you all, you you all need to change your mind, 
you know, have, have a change of heart because the kingdom of heaven has arrived and I am inviting you all into it, but only if you're willing to relinquish and to alleviate the old mindsets, because as it says in Yeshua 55, 8 through 11, his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not, not our ways. So we have to conform to, to, to Yah's ways. Um, all right, all right. So uh, very, very good, Akeem. Uh, the, the last question that we have um, as we uh, land this, this is plain, is in this 21st century, how do we make Talmudim? So how do we make disciples? Do When we hop off this podcast, do I just go to the gas station and tell the guy behind the counter, hey man, follow me? And and should I should I expect him to just you know drop everything and say you know what yep fuck man I'm following you I'm gonna learn from you is that the paradigm is that the biblical precedent that we are to apply in 2023 or are there different maneuvers and methodologies that we can employ to make disciples out of all the nations? So uh, I definitely wouldn't do that. Um, I, don't, I don't think that would work out too well, um, especially in this day and age. You might you might get look crazy at crazy. You might get punched. There's no telling what could happen. So I wouldn't do that. Um, now, I will say this. Everybody is a little different. Everybody has a different gift, um, you know, for the for, for like a lot of the camps and things. I personally don't have an issue with street preaching. It's, it's just some of the things that they say and some of the things that they do, I have an issue with. But the, the getting on the street and preaching, that I don't have an issue with that. I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, you know, for us, it's the podcast. Uh, for some people, it could just be, you know, just chilling and, and talking to somebody every now and again. For some people, it's where they work. For some people, it is going out and making a YouTube video. Whenever. So it does depend on the person. One thing I will say, however, um, that I think we do need to be cognizant of. And I was talking about this with the podcast before we got here. Um, in today's day and age, we are in a little bit of a unique situation. You've had a little bit of this too during the first century, during the second century, I should say, but especially now it's even worse where people have so many different options and there's so much information out there that for the average person, it can be a bit overwhelming. So moving forwards, you do have to be, because I, I know a lot of Israelites, and particularly the older ones, we always like to bang on Christianity, you know, the Christian church and this, that, and third and pastors. But you have a lot of people nowadays who are moving into witchcraft, right? They're moving into Islam. They're moving into being just straight atheist or an agnostic. They're moving into political sciences that have religious elements to them that they're not really aware of. They're moving into new age theology. They're moving into, you know, comedic sciences. And that's a lot of different options here. Like the second century had a little bit of that. You had, you know, Manichaeism, you had Zoroastrianism, you had all these things. But at least within, within all of that, a lot of times those things were tied to a culture. That's not the case today. It's not tied to a culture. You see what I mean? People are just doing these things and they're all saying, well, I got the truth and then you're wrong. And then once you come into, to, let's say, the Israelite movement or you not even say Israelites, let's just say Hebrew roots in general. You know, then you have this group and this group and this belief and this belief. And it, it's, it's so much that is something that we do have to be cognizant of. 
So um, a lot of times while, you know, the, 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 uh, the feeling to argue and debate might be very strong, we have to start recognizing that, okay, uh, number one, what is the most important thing here? I'm not going to sit around here and debate you about, you know, what this Bible verse should actually be translated as, and you don't even keep Torah. Let's let's deal with the the most important things first, right? Um, but I'll go ahead and and give up the floor for anybody else. Oh, uh, <clears throat> well, I agree with Caleb as far as like it's circumstantial. You know, what I'm saying it, it, kind of go back to what we spoke about earlier with people's gifts. It's it's different avenues you can take. Uh, for me, uh, I like to meet people where they at. Um, Shaul said, for the Jews, I became as a Jew. You know what I'm saying? And for the Gentile, I became as a Gentile. That don't mean go out there and, and somebody who go to the strip club, go sit in the strip club with them and, and try to have a conversation. No, more so in fact, like, for example, I started a job. Well, I'm about to start a new job, but I had started a contracting gig last year in January, and cruise gigs switched switched up a lot. But for the past, I say, probably a year and some change, uh, we've had the same consistent crew. And one of the guys when I when he first came over there asked me about diseases or whatever, and he was he said he said he's a Catholic, but he don't believe in none of the Catholic stuff or he don't agree with it. But he, he continues to call himself a Catholic because it's on his birth certificate. But we, we uh, have spiritual talks a lot, plenty of times. And a lot of times it could be about diet, uh, you know what I'm saying, actually keeping the laws, whatever. But just last week, he hit me up and was like, yeah, bro. I ain't, I went to this to this cookout. Oh, I can't remember exactly where he said he was at, but they had all the unclean options there, and he said he didn't eat none of it. And I was like, "What made you want to? What made you want to start now?" He he was just like, "I don't know." Man. I just felt convicted, and I just, just didn't eat it. He said, "I don't." And it, he said it was easier than I thought it was going to be. So it's a long road with trying to bring somebody in. To to understand what you talk about, mind you, like I said, this was over a year of just having random conversation with the guy. Some days we don't even talk talk about it. Some days we just maybe talk about sports or whatever case would be. But in that amount of time and the amount of conversations we had was enough to all of a sudden finally get him to truly consider to start making some changes. And that's the that's the goal. The, one of the main things you're gonna have to, to even be able to possibly bring somebody else. And to listen to you or hear what you hear, what you got to say is patience and consistency. You definitely got to be patient with people because everybody don't have the same uh, learning uh, learning methods or speeds. Uh, a lot of people may be hands on while the other person is visual, other person is uh, uh, audi uh, audible or whatever the case may be. You got you got to figure people out. But at the same time, you gotta understand and know that a lot of it's gonna be more people that's not gonna be trying to hear you than, than that will actually hit you up the next day to actually ask you a question. Like, hey, you remember what we talked about yesterday? You and y'all, you can know, you, ain't no telling how many times I've had conversations with people and I really thought I was getting to them and I never heard from them again. But there's been times where I just having a little cool passerby conversation 
and I and that person hits me up the next day asking more questions. So uh, to, to wrap it up, to basically to wrap all this up, so to, to make more time with them is, like I said, circumstances. You got to figure out that person. You got to figure out what is this person ready for to learn? What is he not ready for? What does he even want to hear? What's going to intrigue them to keep them around? Stuff like that. But primary, you need to make sure that you are learned and know enough about whatever topic you may be trying to teach somebody else. Because, again, certain things may not be from others, but certain things might not be for you or me either. You know what I'm saying? So, all in all, just take that in consideration. And I know I ain't providing the scriptures or nothing like that, but I was just trying to give it in a more literal sense. But, yeah, I'm done. All right. I'll land back off of that. Um, one is uh, that we talk about our assembly. You know, application is is key. Uh, Yermiah, who brought it out, was that, you know, first and foremost, you you yourself need to be a, a Talmudine. Um, you don't need to be someone that says, hey, you know, come follow me because I got this and I got that. Scripture says that, you know, we know in part and we prophesy in part. Um, so not everything uh, ha has been revealed to us in terms of... Um, all the things that um, are going to happen and this, that, and the other. So we're still continuing to learn. So that's how one way you have, you have to approach it. Uh, and so when you are, I guess, like talking with people, you know, show, show that love, show that compassion, show that, uh, that empathy <laughs> toward, towards them. Because, you know, this is this is what, you know, Mashiach did as well for, for us. You know, he showed us love. He showed us compassion. He he had belief um, in the Father and, and continued to walk in his ways despite all that was going on or what he felt or um, or what he was going through. You know, he, he says, yes, he has a father in a time of weakness, you know, take this cup from me. But then he checks himself. He says, you know what? No, not my will, but your will be done. So oh, are you desiring to do the will of the Father? Um, so that's one aspect in terms of you as an individual. And then when you, you know, you're talking to other people and trying to make them taught ones of the Messiah, one thing is, you know, you want people to show compassion. You want people to forgive because the Father says, you know, I'm going to show you compassion to those that are compassionate to you. Um, you know, if you forgive, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So you got to be you got to be quick to forgive. There's a lot of things, you know, pain and all that stuff that we hold on to because of things that's going on in this world that can can hold us and, and lead us right into death. But to, to be a bigger like putting it frankly is be the bigger person. You know, when you're arguing about somebody uh, and arguing with somebody, you know, hey. Drive, try to drop it and just try to end it with peace. So that's one way because some some people, they might look at that and says, dang, man, I, I really appreciate, you know, what you did and everything like that. And, and I kind of thought about the conversation and I was wrong in what I and what I said and what I did. And all you did was just say, you look, man, I don't I don't want to end this in contention. I just want to end this thing in peace. And, you know, I, I pray that, you know, we come to an understanding, you know, hey, 
in in terms of the father probably reached them to let them know, like, nah, you was wrong. You need to apologize. And that's one way that, that you've right there, you've gained a friend. Um, so Messiah says we have quarreled with one another. First thing we do is we talk to them face to face. We try to have a conversation, come to an agreement. If um if we come to an agreement, you've gained a friend. If not, then you bring in a, a neutral party, and it's a process of elimination from from there on. But that's application of it, you know, just doing according to exactly what he says with the belief in the Messiah that we are able to do this. So I'll, I'll land it on that. Man, um, you all have, have thoroughly blessed me this episode. Um, and I'm sure the audience is going to be blessed listening to this um, because um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to chime in um, on this question too. And um, then I'm uh, um, going to, um, uh, I'm, 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 I'm do is allow you guys to, to have the last word um, as well as we conclude. But I used to really like beat myself up, like like to, to, to be all the way vulnerable and to be transparent. I used to beat myself up, especially when, when during my first year in this walk, I always say that the first year is very, very interesting. It's very interesting because, you know, I, I, I was, I was going through this deconstruction of my faith, you know, being a um, ex Jehovah's witness, deconstructing that whole ideology. And now being in this transition mode um, and being just hyperzealous, um, even even to the point point of being being militant, and y'all had to show me that you know you don't win people through through zeal, and you also don't win people through head knowledge, and you also don't win people by weaponizing scripture, and. Coming away from that JW, that Joe was witness background, um, you know, outreach and evangelism is is still near and dear to my heart. And so when I discovered that, oh, you know, like you know, we are the the, the true Israelites, and and it it's it's so crazy because, and I was um talking, I'll talk talk with my Isha about this, and she brings up a good point. It's so crazy how like you know it's. It's crazy to say, but it's dangerous to Google Hebrew Hebrew Israelites. Like it's it, it's so crazy, man, because th there are so many caricatures and and so many um, just outlandish iconography about our people. And early on, when I YouTube Hebrew Israelites, or 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 when you when you even when you when you YouTube Black Hebrew Israelites. Um, just like, you know, campers show up and, and people on the street. And at first it was like, oh man, like cool. Like they're engaging in outreach, like like they're, like they're in the neighborhoods, like, like they're reaching out to the people. But it's like the spirit in which you are, are speaking to people and, this, and the spirit in which you are, are um, rejecting people and condescending to people and patronizing people and cussing out people. And I was like, nah, like that ain't it. I mean, they know that, you know, that we are the people, but I'm like, uh, like that's not like, is that what is that what Yahshua did? Is that what Yahshua 
charges us to to do to to, to interact and to interface with, with, with people like that. And so this is near and dear to my heart. And and I'm gonna be unpacking this because I feel like the king he's taking me through this um this this, this almost this kind of deconstruction of outreach and showing me new ways to kind of, kind of change the way I think about outreach and change the way I think about evangelism. Um, because we are in the 21st century and we have so many different um, technological advances that we can use to to our um, to our benefit. Social media, like you all mentioned, podcasting, right? Um, uh, man, just just um, uh, vlogging. I mean, like like you know, uh, uh, you you can blog as well. There's so many different things that we can do to reach people. Um, but I want to encourage people when it comes to making Tom a deem is to watch watch how Yahshua did it and. I want to read this as as we um uh close out. Um, I want to read Matitia ten, um, verses seven and verse eight. And so, if for those who have been listening to the podcast, uh, verse eight is a well. Actually, these two verses intimidated me once upon a time. And so, I'll read these. This is Matitia ten seven eight. It says, "And as you go, preach saying." The kingdom of heaven has arrived. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. So why did this scripture intimidate you, Yoel? I'm glad you asked. The, the, the scripture scared me because when I when I read this, I was like, man, I've never done any of that stuff. I've I've never um healed the sick i've never cleansed a leper um i've never raised the dead I, i've never cast out demons you know and, and so that it was so looming and so intimidating to me because i'm like man this seems like such a tall order to fulfill right but 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 then what's what's comforting me and what was was helping me to put this in proper perspective is if I just back up and, and, and go to Matikia 10, verse 1, where it says, And when he called to him the 12 Talmudim, and he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. And so what I believe that, that this is communicating to us, family, and those listening in, is that we... But when, when it comes to the, the Great Commission, when it comes to preaching the Basura Tobiah, making Talmudim, this power and this authority that Yahshua grants his, his Talmudim, we see it in Luke 9, 1 and 2 as well. This is a, it is not optional. It is a prerequisite to be walking in the power of Ruach HaKodesh or the set-apart spirit, right? Because, um you know, Yahshua didn't just take a Torah scroll and throw it at somebody who was demon possessed and expect them to be healed, right? He was walking in the in this kingdom authority in Ruach Kodesh to the point where he he would walk up into a synagogue and say, you know, hold your peace, come out of him, and 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 it would happen in, in Mark one, and the people were like, whoa, like we haven't seen this be done. This 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 Mashiach is doing, he's performing miracles, like healing somebody who was blind from birth, that even the religious elite, the Pharisees, Sadducees, they're not even doing. And so what is this? And so 
I, I say all that to say that Yahshua, he, he is the master. When you read read about him, he gives you a master class and how to make Talmudim. Um, somebody once, I once heard, and, and this, this guy who said it, he's a rather controversial pastor, but he said two things will um, advance the kingdom, miracles and, and persecution. And I think that Israel, we are getting there to, to, to where it comes to um, combining the head knowledge that, that, that we have and fusing it with Ruach HaKodesh and being able to walk in this kingdom authority to where we too can can do what Yahshua told his Talmud through in the first century, that we'll be able to cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers. And just like I says in Luke 16, 16, the, the 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 Torah and the Nebaim were preached up until Yochanan, but since Yochanan's time, the kingdom is being preached and people are rushing into it. Like they they want to get into it because they see that man. Like this is what what I've been missing. This is our inheritance that, that that's been lost to us. But Yahshua Mashiach, he's he he's brought it back to us and he's making a he's making a way for us to become citizens of, of heaven once again, right? And so. Um, to, to, to make Talmudim, man, watch Yahshua. Watch, watch Yahshua HaMashiach work. He gives, he is the, the most impeccable example and paradigm of how to make Talmudim. And, 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 and he shows that, shows us that we, we, we gotta be wise, wise as serpents and harmless, harmless like a dove. And he says that wisdom is justified by the results. Yes, Yahshua, he had head knowledge, he had zeal, but he moved in such a heavenly wisdom to the point where he, he was able to um, advance the good news about the kingdom in a way that just multiplied Talmudim to follow his example. And, and I, I love what you guys said. Like, first, we have to be disciples. We have to be disciples first because we, we have to, there's this, this element of transparency. If, if, if we're going to tell people to, you know, to follow Yahshua, but our lifestyle is not in harmony with Yahshua's lifestyle, then they're going to look at us. They, they, they give us a side eye and say, well, why should I even join this movement or believe this good news or keep Torah if the lifestyle is off? And so, um, yeah, man, like it's, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful conversation to have. Um, I feel like, uh, <laughs> we're done, but we're not finished. Um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's so much to unpack, man, but I know we just got like, um, uh, this thing called time where we, 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 we only talk about so much. Um, but man, I just, I just want to thank you all, man, from, from, from the bottom of my heart, man, my heart, mind and soul for, um, for, for, for tuning in, for collaborating with me on this podcast episode. Um, this was, um, beautiful, um, a beautiful build. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that people tuning in, they're going to have even more insight and it's going to bless them in, in their walk. It's going to encourage them to not to, to not be scared to, 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 to talk to people, man, because um, we have, Yah has given us um, the solution, the, the cure to the world's problem. Like, like we have, we have the truth, we have the good news and, and we have the power and the authority. If you've been born and born from above, through water and the Holy Spirit, you have the power and the authority to help people around you to become kingdom citizens, um, as uh, as Yahshua charges us to to um, to help people to to become. Um, 
so man, uh, <laughs> this one is yeah. This this is good. This is really good. Um, as we as we close out, um, uh, Miss Paka Akeem, um, I want to ask you guys. You guys have any um words of of departure that that, that you all want the audience to, to take away from this conversation regarding the Great Commission, um, and, and regarding um, just keeping the faith overall. Uh, yeah, I guess I can. I'll say my closing thoughts here. Um, shout out to Lex. Uh, he says something a lot that, uh, you know, a lot of us kind of take in and, and it kind of goes with all three questions, which is just be a light. Um, you know, we like, you know, the, yeah, you said the same, you know, at the end of the day, we have to walk this thing out. Uh, that That is the best way to do the Great Commission. That's the best way to walk this out as Israelites. That's the best way to spread the word is to be a light. When people see you, they should see the father. People see you, they should see how a kingdom citizen acts. The kingdom is within, like you were saying earlier, you know, about how the kingdom has arrived. The kingdom is within you, right? Uh, I used I use this example a lot, and it's it's only because people have seen the Marvel movies. But uh, in the the last Marvel movie, when uh, the people in uh, what's the name Thor, they all got sent to Earth, and the lady was like, "Oh, you know, we lost our home world and all this other stuff." And he was like, "Well, hold on, wait a minute. The, this is the kingdom, not that." That's just where y'all live. This is the kingdom. You all are the kingdom. So it's the same thing here. We are the kingdom. So we have to walk in it and act in it. So that way, once we get our inheritance, we're just going to be doing what we already were doing. We're just going to be now doing it in, in an esteemed body with the father, right? As opposed to doing it in this corrupted earth. So you have to be the kingdom. You have to be the light to the Gentiles, as well as to those of us who are natural born citizens, but have lost our identity. Um, just, just take all this information. Uh, do your own research on it. Do your own. So read the scriptures for yourself. Don't just read the scriptures that we gave you. Read before and after to make sure you get all the context. Uh, start in verse 1-1 one, one, if possible um, and get all the context, get everything out of it. Um, and that's all I have to say. Shalom. Uh, <clears throat> well, I guess I go next. Um, just Stay diligent, stay consistent, stay in prayer. Uh, continue to surround yourselves with folks you want to be equally yoked with. Um, I thank you all the time for these brothers that he put in my corner, people I can call on, people I can trust with discussions and information. Uh, having Doing this thing alone, it's not impossible, but it, it will make it harder. So seek out righteous people. Like he said, to the best way to do this is walk it out. Look for those that set a good example too. You know what I'm saying? Stay with like-minded people. Um, just continue to seek out and desire for your for our creator as you would food and drink when you're hungry and thirsty. Just yearn for him and he'll do the rest. Refer. All you gotta do is stay consistent and stay stay faithful, stay believing. And the rest the rest gonna is it's a piece of cake after that. So I truly enjoyed this discussion with you, <clears throat> Yoel. Uh you are a you 
you put a smile on my face just because your your aura, your, your your demeanor, the way you kind of like show your zeal for all of this, and I I appreciate you for inviting us, and I enjoy being a guest today. Oh yeah, hallelujah. Um, let's see, closing remarks. If you don't know. Now you know. Just concerning um, what the Bashur is, what the good news is, to be a citizen of the kingdom of Shamaim or the kingdom of heaven, to be a top one of the Messiah. The whole entire thing, in all actuality, is 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 this love, this this word that is so usually usually used, but we don't really have a good definition for it. In terms of the Hebrew, it is a it is a verb, so it's an action. There are certain things that we're gonna have to do, we're gonna have to die from, which is from our own desires, our own wants, our own things. Sometimes when we look at social media, we try to put ourselves in other people's shoes in terms of what they have and what the desires that that they have in terms of the money, cars, clothes, what have you, status. And one parable that the Messiah tells us about is a parable of the sower. And what that really talks about are the conditions of people's hearts. So pray that Yahuwah will not only us, but for you all listening as well, that we continue to have that good soil that his word is planted in, that there are no thorns, no rocks, no birds by it, that it's it's covered and it's protected so that the father, when he deems it necessary to water it, to cultivate it so that it can grow in his love and his compassion so that we can be a, uh, a, a mighty tree. So once again, Yoel, Toto Rabah for having us up here, like, uh, just whole year Yahoo said. So man, it, it definitely is a blessing, you know, to have these conversations with like-minded individuals and to um, continue to spread forth the message of Mashiach. Amen. A amen, Miss Prakat. Man, um, Akeem, yeah, this this was a pure, pristine spiritual delight. This was a heavenly blessing. Um, it was right on time. And yeah, man, this conversation um it's a it's a living conversation just how like how, how, how the the bible it's not kind of shot it's a living document like right um yeah um he he is the living king of heaven and so um man like this conversation gave me so much life today um and, and it yeah man it 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 blessed me man it blessed me blessed me all the way up bro it, 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 it truly truly did um man so um family those tuning in there you have it. Um, season two, we are uh, having we having kingdom conversations, man. Um, and this one is definitely a kingdom blessing. So um, I pray and, and I, I trust that you all are gonna be blessed by this conversation um, that that we just had. Um, and you know what? Before we like like go go, um, please, man, please tell. Um, to tell the listeners, the audience, the Mishpaka out there, 
Um, how can they contact you all? Are you guys on social media? And then also too, like, how can they listen to the Bread and Wine podcast to hear more edifying and encouraging and scripturally enlightening episodes coming from, from you guys? Go ahead, go ahead, y'all can see it. Go ahead, uh, pass this up. All right, I got you. So um, you can find us on Instagram. We are tbw.podcast. We are also the Bread and Wine Podcast on Facebook. You can find us on uh, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and we also are on. I think it's. I think it's Amazon Music now. Yeah, yeah, we're on Amazon Music as well. You can listen to us up there. Uh, we don't have YouTube yet, but, but we getting there. But anyway, we have the channel. We just don't have any videos. So oh, you subscribe yeah. to the channel and just you know yeah. wait for the videos to come up. We're working yeah. on that. We're working on it. So, but yeah. Um, the Bread and Wine podcast on all platforms, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. But um, yeah, we're just we're just grateful to be here. Um, thankful to be tools for the master's esteem. Uh, once again, thank you, uh, Yoel, for for having us up here, for um just allowing us to be part of the uh the kingdom, the Sora podcast. So, yeah, um, Yahuwah Barak you and guard you. Yahuwah make his face shine upon you and show favor unto you. Yahuwah lift up his face towards you and give you shalom in the name of our Messiah, Yahusha. Amen. I receive it. I receive it. I man. I receive it. Um, Toda. So, Toda Rabbi, man, man, thank you all once again. This was beautiful. Um, you are, you are tuning in. Um, you heard it. You heard you heard the social media um, uh, platform uh, identification. So please, man, I implore you, don't walk, don't don't jog, run, run to the the Bread and Ryan podcast, man, because um, Yah our King, he's she truly using these these brothers, man, to come together and to have conversations um, about the Bible and about life. Period. That that that, that need to be had and and um. Yeah, man, just just it is it is like a oasis, man, like in the midst of the wilderness. So please go check out their podcast, the Bread and Wine podcast. You gotta say the whole thing. Don't be lazy. Don't I look? I know we are in the you know we are, we 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 are um Texan generation. Don't be lazy with it. Say the whole thing. Type in the whole thing. Bread and Wine pod, the Bread and Wine podcast, and you can find them and check them out. Um, please please check them out for sure. Uh, with that being said, family. This was the Kingdom Basora podcast. And as always, let's take care to change the way that we think. Let's make that conscious decision because the kingdom of heaven has indeed arrived. Shalom, Mishpaka. We love y'all. Ahava Tah.